welcome to Growing, a podcast about birth, babies, and beyond. I'm your host, Beth. I'm a midwife, a business owner, and a mum. If you're anything like me, you find yourself wearing many hats, and this can be fun and hard and everything in between. So I'm here to offer support and solidarity for whatever season of growth you find yourself in. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the very first installment of Growing. I figure the best place to kick off is right at the beginning. So we're taking it all the way back to basics and talking about what happens after you do a positive home pregnancy test. So your period is late or perhaps you just feel a little off and you take a test and it's positive. And for some people, this is a big yay And for others, it might be a little less joyful and a bit more, oh, this wasn't part of the plan. It's important for you to know that there are no wrong feelings here. And regardless of how you're feeling, the next steps are the same. You're going to book to see your GP. If you can see someone you've seen before and who you have a good relationship with, that's excellent. But if not, that's okay. Any GP can support you with this next step. The GP is going to firstly check in with you and ask, how are you feeling about being pregnant? While some people are actively trying and are so excited to be expecting, others will be in need of some time to process and possibly even discuss the options for ending the pregnancy. And that's okay too. The rest of this episode, however, focuses on what happens if you're choosing to continue the rest of the pregnancy. So just as a little aside, if you're listening and you are not yet pregnant, but you're actively trying to conceive, it's a great idea to see the GP now before you're pregnant so that they can provide some basic preconception care. So this could look like checking that your vaccines are up to date, providing information on supplements, that kind of thing. But for those of you who are pregnant now, your first GP visit in pregnancy should look a little something like this. First and foremost, they're going to offer a series of blood tests. So I thought we could run through those. One of the blood tests checks for a pregnancy hormone called beta HCG. Now this hormone is made by the placenta and the placenta is the organ that grows alongside your baby. It increases rapidly, so the beta-HCG levels increase rapidly as the pregnancy progresses. The blood tests will also check for your blood group, and this is because some women will be a negative blood type and need to receive a product called Anti-D at around 30 weeks pregnant. So we're going to save that chat for another episode, but I'll pop a link to a fact sheet in the show notes for anyone eager and who wants to learn more sooner. Your iron levels will also be checked because many women struggle with low iron in pregnancy, so we need to keep an eye on this right from the beginning. Your immunity to rubella, so rubella is German measles. This is one of the things your doctor will screen for if you engage with preconception care, but we also need to check for your immunity in early pregnancy because contracting rubella in pregnancy increases the risk of miscarriage or stillbirth, so it's really important that we keep an eye on this. Your doctor may also check for something called thalassemia, which is a genetic disorder that compromises your ability to produce hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is really important for carrying oxygen around your body. And they will also check your exposure to hepatitis B, which is a disease of the liver. 
Your doctor will also generally perform a sexual health screen. So checking for diseases such as syphilis and HIV, and please note that you should receive pre and post counseling for these tests. They shouldn't just be run without your consent. For some people, the GP might also offer to do blood tests to check vitamin D levels and screen for a disease called hepatitis C. So outside of all of these blood tests, your GP may also collect a urine sample, and this is to screen for infection. Sometimes an infection may be present even if symptoms are not. So you might have a urinary tract infection, but none of the normal symptoms of burning and stinging and discomfort. So it's really important to rule out infection as this can also increase the chance of complications. Okay, real quick, before we move on, I'm going to be guiding you through early pregnancy over the next few episodes, but I know how confusing this can all be. So I've created a free early pregnancy checklist, which is ultimately your first trimester to-do list. You can grab it by clicking the link in the show notes or head to my website, www.birthwithbeth.com.au. All right, back to it. The other important thing the GP will discuss with you is something called first trimester screening. First trimester screening is a type of test that tells you how likely it is your baby will be born with Down syndrome, trisomy 18, or other chromosomal irregularities. There are a number of different tests that exist under this umbrella, and they have slight differences in method, accuracy, and cost. So this screening is optional, but your GP should chat to you about which tests may be the best for you if you decide to go ahead with this screening. You may also need to organize an early pregnancy ultrasound. For some people, the estimated, and I want to stress here, I mean estimated date of birth can be calculated using menstrual cycle dates. However, if you don't have a regular cycle or you just can't recall, then an early pregnancy ultrasound helps to determine how far along you are and therefore when roughly you are due to birth. If you need an early pregnancy ultrasound, or if you just want one, I fell into this category. I knew my cycle dates, but I just needed that early pregnancy scan to know that it was real. Uh, The GP will provide you a referral to have this done and you go off and get it done at an external clinic, typically. Now, looking ahead to the rest of your pregnancy, the GP will chat to you about something called models of care. I'm actually going to dedicate a whole other resource to this, so stay tuned. But basically, this is looking at who will provide the rest of your pregnancy care. For example, do you want to see a private obstetrician or do you want to be cared for at your local public hospital? Would you prefer to connect with a private midwife? The GP should give you a rundown of what's available in your area, but you're also free to suggest which model of care or which care provider you would prefer to book in with. There are some extra things your GP may discuss with you during this appointment, and this can also be checking in to see that you're up to date with your cervical screening and organizing to get that done if you're behind, supporting you with resources to quit cigarettes, drugs, or alcohol if you need them, and asking you about your support network and checking that you are safe at home. I know it can be strange to sit across from someone and give really honest answers to pretty intimate questions, but please know doctors and midwives are never judging you ever. Our priority is just supporting you to have the healthiest pregnancy possible. Your GP is a safe place to disclose any concerns you have and the midwives will check in regularly throughout pregnancy too. 
So to summarize, after a positive pregnancy test, you need to see a GP. They will run a bunch of baseline tests. They'll provide any referrals for additional screening or ultrasounds that you elect to do. And they'll discuss models of pregnancy care with you. And then they will rebook you for a follow-up to discuss the outcome of these tests. They will then write a referral letter containing all of this information and they'll send it to your chosen care provider so that they can pick up your pregnancy care moving forward. I really hope this episode has been helpful. Just before you head off, I'm wondering if you can do something for me. Firstly, subscribe to this pod so that when a new episode drops, you don't have to search me in your podcast app. It will just be there for you to enjoy. And secondly, if you know someone who might find this information handy, share the episode with them because I know that most of us find this stage of pregnancy really overwhelming. Okay, that's it from me. We have plenty more planned for this growing pod, so I will see you next time. If you're hearing this message, then you've listened all the way to the end and maybe you're keen for more. If that's the case, jump over to my website to learn about how I can support you in pregnancy. It's www.birthwithbeth.com.au or check out my Instagram for heaps more educational content. Thank you for being here and I'll see you back here very soon.